Is that a red stripe too? What up, no, yeah. this is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something, something. Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered. And as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside and you'll be in and out in two minutes. And they're family owned and operated. So customer service is their number one goal. And now since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale. But if you use that code, you're getting 10% off your items. And I promise you, either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count, Michigan's Finest will get you together. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And I promise you, you're going to be having a great night. Peace. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. another Tuesday. This is Knockouts and Three Counts, and man, somebody made the mistake of giving my ass a live mic again, and I will be calling these fights for tonight's guest on November 12th, so bring your ass out to Dearborn, uh, Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Check out Hype Athletic Center, and check out Lights Out, because we're going to have some bangers on that card. So, talk about that card. You know, it's a good thing that our DMs are always open, because that helped things for tonight. We've got one half of our buddy Austin Bashy's next fight in Joe the Party Penafiel. I don't know if I said that right, but how you doing, brother man? I appreciate the time. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys giving me a little bit of a platform to to push my uh push my narrative out there. But yeah, I'm having a great time over here in Florida. Just got done with the hurricanes. Uh we're doing great. Everyone's shining. The sun's still out. It's November and we're still like blowing 80 degrees out here. Hot as fuck. <laughs> So training's been going well, and I'm ready to fight. Yeah, we 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 got lucky one of those uh, rare nights of 75 plus out here. I was actually just out on the motorcycle myself, enjoying the weather while we still got it. So right, it's a right. rare breed this late in October to be still getting weather like this. But uh, that's one thing I'm hot. very jealous of you guys down in Florida, man. That weather is always kicking down there. I know it's, but it's hot, bro. Sometimes you want fucking the heat to stop. It's November, bro. I mean, it's <laughs> the end of October, and we're getting into November, and I still can't get like a. We had a cold day after the hurricane, a few, a few windy days, I would call it. But it was like really cool, but mm -hmm. we're still we're back at fucking I don't know eighty eighty something degrees at least. It's all right though, I guess. <laughs> yeah, were you were uh, were you guys affected at all by the hurricane, or was it kind of just so? Uh, Central Florida usually doesn't get hit as much. I live in Orlando, yeah. so it's in the center, and um, we just got some flooding because it was a lot of wind and rain. So certain areas got flooded, or you know, like um, maybe they were near a river or a retention pond and shit like that, and that really affected them because of the area they lived in. 
Um, but besides that, I think Orlando did well. I got my power back in two or three days, maybe two at the most. So I think everything went well as long as you're, you know, you were safe. I hope everyone's safe, obviously, in Florida and Orlando. And I feel for the people that got really hurt down there. And I think it's um, – what's the place they got hurt? Um, um, Fort Myers, Fort Myers, okay. Florida. It's a beautiful fucking area. People retire and live there. Beautiful mm-hmm. white sand, great seafood. And uh, so it sucks to see the place like that beautiful get hurt. But it's part of the game when you're living down here in this fucking pirate state. <laughs> right. Isn't it funny how every state's got like their like, you got your teeter totter, right? So for you guys, you got to deal with hurricanes. For us, you could get all three seasons in one day uh fucking i don't know man we've got the most i'm just saying we've got the most bipolar weather out of any state that i've ever been in because like i've never been anywhere else where it can be 80 one day and literally 40 the next like just saying that's kind (laughs) of that's michigan for you (laughs) my my head coach is from michigan you know i don't like to call my head coach because we're close in age he's old (laughs) fuck too and i'm like whatever that's my dog his name is julian williams okay not weave but he's been able to put uh, numerous guys in the UFC and that guys that came from different places like American top team or Sanford or any of these other like powerhouse places down here in the South Florida area. But this guy made them from scratch guys that had losing records guys like, uh, uh, they really had to work their way and learn their craft. And this guy has a mind for it. We were trained under Paul Rodriguez who has black belt from Ricardo Laborio down in American top team when Ricardo Laborio and Dan Lambert ran that for the, and made it what it was for a long time until they had their, um, you know, they went on their separate ways or whatever. But, and I was able to be coached by Laborio too for a long time for my first two fights. This is the same guy that's been in the corner for Masvidal, been in the corner for Yoel Romero, been in the corner for numerous UFC guys, probably Colby back in the day because they hung out in the same group. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to get the Dearborn, Michigan. Fuck shit up. Um, this is Thunder versus Lightning. And, you know, like you always it. hear Thunder, but Lightning strikes. I talk a lot of shit, but I, I feel like ba- I, I, I feel like Bashy's going to have to back a lot of this shit up. A lot of this stuff everyone's saying. I got a lot of little messages and stuff. So he better back it up. It's in front of his hometown crowd. I know yeah. he's watching this. You're in front of your hometown crowd, and you better be ready to back every minute up. I'm going to be there every minute for every round. I'm doing everything I can cardio-wise. Um, my wrestling's always been on point, okay? Like, the only person my senior year I ended up losing to a lot was uh, uh, Franklin Gomez, which is a world silver medalist for Puerto Rico. Happy enough to have him and guys that I wrestled with growing up, like Brandon Hatchett, who placed uh, second uh, for Lehigh only lost to David Taylor that year in the finals. I could keep going on and on, but I don't like the fucking mm-hmm. but I just want to know that that level of wrestling that he's got, he's going to meet he's going to meet the same type of shit. Michigan, Minnesota, respect your wrestling tons. I wrestled against Paul Donahoe all the time when I was growing up in the at Fargo and shit. So, if you know Paul Donahoe, he's a badass from Michigan. Um, well, let me ask you about that. I mean, everybody, everybody's, uh, everybody's seen in the last few fights, like you mentioned, you know, in Austin's last few fights, you know, he's really kind of dominated people on the grounds and things like that. So with that being said, with both of you guys having a re- uh, wrestling pedigree, like you say, how do you think things fare if, uh, you know, you guys kind of cancel each other out and you end up banging it out in the middle? Is that something you're down for? Uh, the, the thing, this is the thing. 
I'm going to be down for whatever happens that night. I'm going to be creating chaos. He's going to think he's going to be able to hold me. He might get positions on me, but I will work and find my way out of any position, figure it out, be safe, and I will apply pressure when I need to, and I'll flow and crash, just like Bruce Lee says. I'm going to be like water, my friend. This guy's going down. Everyone can hype him up. Like I said, I'm going to match his cardio, his pace, his heart and desire. I'm hungrier. Been through a lot more than this kid. This kid probably grew up, like you said, at the gym. That's great for him. I've had a lot of things happen to me in my past. So for me to keep this uh, dream of mine of becoming a pro MMA fighter and getting to the top, it's it's been a lot of protecting against outside stuff. You know, there's a lot of bad influences and everyday life trying to bring you down. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. Austin can say he wants it, but we'll see who wants it more that night. We'll see whose skills pays the bills. And it's just going to be like an old Western movie, you know? There's a famous quote my one of my favorite fighters, Sonny Liston, used to say that nice that that uh, fights are like a old western, you know. There's a good guy and there's a bad guy, but at the end, in this fucking movie, I'm gonna win. The bad guy wins. It's not a normal. This isn't gonna go the same route. Those guys that Austin fought before, like I don't want to dismiss or disgrace or disrespect anyone. Check their records out. That's all I say. Check the guys I fought against. That's all I'm gonna say. Whoever wins that night, God be it. I know he's a he's a he's a he's a God guy, but God loves me. I'm his favorite. So fuck with all that I, bullshit. I mean, you brought up already uh, dealing with the uh, hometown disadvantage. I guess you could say in this matchup. Have you had to uh, deal with that in the past? Yeah, I'm an experienced fighter with 12 pro fights and five, mm-hmm. I think like eight yep. amateur fights, you know, and then I have, <laughs> then I also <laughs> have my, my friend Mary Jane that helps out a lot. Looks like you'll have to check yeah. out our sponsors at Michigan Finest yeah. to use that promo course, code when man. you come to town. Yeah, I, be- <laughs> I-, I believe in recovery, man, and I'll cut this out probably in a few days, maybe the smoking like from uh, fire, you know, I'll do mm-hmm. vape. So I'll still be getting high and it'll be cleaner from my lungs just getting ready for him. But no, no, like I said, I think uh, the hometown thing is really crazy. You know, it's, he's going to have to back everything up. He's going to have the whole crowd on his side, mm-hmm. all the oohs and ahs. It's going to be lots of, it's going to be an ebb and flow of a, of a, of a fight. I think it's going to go up and down and the people are going to be screaming and they're going to be like, Oh, ah, it's going to be a lot of that shit. That's what I create. I'm a maniac out there, man, and it's it's gonna be fun. If I find my flow state, it, it's gonna be a long night. And that's I like it, man. You sound you sound confident. You sound ready to go. I mean, I yeah. like it because I'm gonna be sitting cage side calling all the action. So if you guys are in the area, make sure you come out to the fight. But that brings up as good a question as any. You know, with you coming, you know, Corey brings up the point of fighting in other states. Like I said, I've done my research. I saw your fights in Cage Titans and a few other places yeah, like that. How do you feel how do you feel getting to fight in so many different places even though you're still on the regional scene helps you when you're going into a situation like this where not only you're going out of town, you're also you're also going into somebody else's backyard because like I said, I had been paying attention to you since fellow past guests of the show Darius Estelle went over there to go fight Joe Gianetti so I've seen you know I've seen what you've been doing over there with them and stuff like that I mean as far as the regional scene goes I mean you have been you know all over the country so far so how does that prepare you for a situation like this 
it just gives me all the experience. Like I said, that that whole hometown thing that he's got, he's going to have a lot to deal with. People bothering him for tickets, all this last minute shit, and all the hype and keeping up with me. It's a five round fight. I fought three five round fights. I haven't lost one. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I don't get tired. And when I do get tired, I just keep going. I'm the kind of guy that came from an immigrant family, uh, work hard every day. And it's easy money. I don't know. It's just easy money. It's, it's, it's fun for me. Like these fights are fun and I'm just trying to make the most out of my life. And I have no fear. I'm not scared of dying in there. So he's going to have to do a lot. He's going to have to put my lights out or use some type of jujitsu to, to, to submit me because holding me down isn't going to happen. I'm not going to be the, these little white belt dudes he wrestles with. They give up their necks. The fight's over in like fucking 30 seconds. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. <laughs> there's guys that don't fucking go down and won't get knocked out because that's how they're made. And there's yeah. guys that you're not going to submit. They're slippery and weird. And he's going to run into me, a more experienced fighter, and we're going to see who who and what uh, the chips fly and where they're going to fall. I, I like the style of uh, – I don't want to say shit talking because it doesn't necessarily fit the mold. That's just confidence. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not that you're, you're not disrespecting the opponent in any way. If anything, you're kind of pumping them up. But the, the confidence about your own skills, it, it, it showcases normally in athletes, especially in this sport – that you feel as though your training is up to par where you feel as though that shit talk is, or, you know, that, that internal pride is at that level for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I call it one-on-one machismo, man. I, I, uh, <laughs> it really is, man. From Roberto Duran. Hey, to, so yeah, man, it's, and, it, and, and at the end of the day, it, it, it's, you're, you're right. Like you said, um, hard work pays off. Dreams mm-hmm. come true. Bad times don't last, last, but bad guys, but bad guys do. do. You got it covered. Bad Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Hall. It, it, it is what it is, man. That. And that's who I am. It's like uh, I always kind of fall into this category of having to go out of town and fight and make my money. At the end of the day, out of town pays more. The fights are more uh, lucrative, more exciting, and they're way more uh, high level. If I'm going to stay at home, the promoters around here are either going to feed me some fucking chumps, some local guys, you know what I mean? Some B level, mm-hmm. C level. Austin's getting the A plus package right now. You guys might see me drinking beer, smoking, just like he does tonight. I might go run. A, I might go run four miles after this. I don't know what I'll do tomorrow. I just it's I'm just just the way I am. I'm extreme of both things, and uh, and I don't care. This is how I live my life. I don't give a fuck if people think having a smoke and drinking a couple beers after I've been training uh, two times today. And and doing privates and driving forty minutes this way and picking up a kid that way, ba 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 ba, doesn't matter to me. I will break them. I'm gonna. It, it, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to test them. Well, then you brought up something else that I wanted to touch on. You talk about the immigrant background. You know, I did a little bit of research and from where you know you come in here over to the states and stuff like that. How do you feel that helps you in the fight game? Because it's funny that I saw that in the uh, lead up to it because I was just watching uh, the fight lore thing that they did on um, uh, Glover Teixeira when he won the belt and his journey from getting there to Brazil and how when he got here, he was supposed to make it into the UFC and they deported him because his visa was messed up. So, like, how do you feel like having an immigrant background like that? How does that prepare you for fight scenario? 
I, I, I've just seen the struggle and the hard work that my parents had to go through just to fucking make ends meet, not knowing English and not being able to get a job basically easily anywhere because they're deemed as stupid or not intelligent because they don't know the language. And some guys come here and they got doctorates and degrees from their country, but they can't learn English fast. They're 46 years old or whatever they come in. My dad was young. He was able to make money in, in, in Miami, work as a as a cook and worked up to a chef. And he did that for a, new, a long time, all the way till he got a job over here. He worked under uh, uh, Celia Cruz uh, when she owned Bongo's Cuban Cafe. And he got pictures with all these famous Cuban salsa people. And, and this is a guy that used to fucking wash dishes and bus the next shift or cook. Like, he would work at the same restaurant, just different positions all day, 24-7. Uh, got home, like, at 2 in the morning. And I want to make money <laughs> so I can pay I, everyone back. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm it's not mad about at making it, money. It's just it about is, making though. money. It's about making money, and I have way too much pride in uh, – machismo to let someone beat me in front of anyone even if it's a, like i said man I, i've been doing stuff like this all my life i've been when i was um had a long past with like alcohol abuse when i was like in my after like my early 20s and i would fucking just get drunk and pick fights at bars at like the ucf college bars uh, tom lawler who used to be in the ufc used to be a bar bar uh what's it called like a bar dude a bouncer guy. Yeah, at all the local fucking pubs and ones around UCF. Would you, if you ever go to UCF, God bless UCF. There's beautiful chicks everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, like girls from South Florida, Jacksonville, out of state, Orlando, everywhere you could think of. Beautiful girl is an awesome place to drink and party at, man. And uh, fuck. And uh, yeah, so yeah, he used to see me knock guys out on a regular and show up to like the UCF wrestling club practice and out sprint everyone, even though I've been out till four in the morning. And that's the type of guy I have. And to this day, he'll tell that story to anybody. And I have countless stories showing up to my high school practice with a cab because my mom didn't know how to drive, but she gave me the money. She's like, just get a cab. I know you, you missed the bus. So I would show up to the to my wrestling practice in the cab uh, just to make it a wrestling practice where I would walk home like eight, ten miles. It is, it was, it's always been uh, hard work. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. totally, I can totally respect that. Before I ask you my next question, since we're talking about money, you know we like money over here at Knockouts of Three Counts. If you got to get oh, yourself geez. together for your taxes, make sure you hit up the homies at G3 Payroll and Tax and tell them Knockouts of Three Counts sent you because, I mean, Jack got me together for my taxes. He can get you together too. Links in the description. Check them out along with Michigan's Finest. But uh, now that we've talked about some of that, you know, you've got the nickname The Party. Usually when somebody's got a nickname like that, that means there's some crazy shit a hoe. So with that being said, what makes you the party? And number two, since you are the party, what kind of entrance are we going to see come lights out? Oh, man, I wish I could plan something really cool. The best thing I could do is get, like, something chopped up. At, uh, like, I, I'm a big into, like, Tyson Fury. Have you ever uh, look at his... Uh, entrances back in England where he uh, he has some really cool British fights over there, like local fights um, versus local dudes. These guys, dude, he would have just crazy mixes. There would be like a five-minute intro of just different songs and shit from the 80s, 90s. Like, it, he would take his time. And you've seen the ones he already did over here, like yeah. when he fought Deontay Wilder. So, I don't know. I wish I could do something better, but I'm just going to come out to something hard. Dad, I don't know. you just made 
Some satanic shit or something. You know, <laughs> raining blood from Slayer or some shit. I don't know. There you go. Oh, oh, hey, speaking of metal music, bro. You gotta go. You gotta. You know, if you're going that route, man, you might as well go with our buddies from Five Finger Death Punch. You know, shout out to Chris Kale and them. If you guys checked out last week's episode, they definitely uh, showed mad love when they came out yeah, here, brought us wild. backstage to uh, come kick it with them and Ivan and all that good stuff. So shout out to them. Shout out to fucking Five Finger Death Punch. No, I, I, that's a cool ass band, man. They're fucking badasses. That were that was around when I was fucking a little younger. I'm a little longer mm-hmm. than Tooth and Austin. I, I still have, you know. I need reading glasses. This is my boy. <laughs> ah, what's going on, man? We got special guests in the building, but yeah, man, I uh, I'm interested to see what we see, man, because I've heard, uh, you know, Joe, the party likes to get crazy, man. All I know is uh, I'm looking and ready to see things get crazy. Uh, come lights out. With that being said, you know, let me ask you this: Do you, um, with you being somebody who, um is very entertainment oriented and stuff like that. What do you, what do you make of uh, all this stuff that we're seeing with like Jake Paul and Anderson Silva? And now you're seeing Le'Veon Bell is going to fight again against Uriah Hall. And then you've got, I mean, you've got all this crazy stuff. What do you think about the crossovers? I think it's good, man. I think anyone making money for the fighters is good. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't give a fuck. As long as the fighters are making money, that's good, man. Because, you know, that ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, what people don't see backstage is guys like me that are ranked in the top of the nation, whatever, in each by, in, by tapology or whatever the fuck or anything. <laughs> you're, you're working, serving tables, bartending, security guys usually. Hard, man. It's, it's, a, it's not an easy lifestyle. And like I said, I've suffered a lot more than Austin. I've had a tougher life than Austin, and I'm bringing all that pain all my anger, all my frustration, and I'm taking it out on him in front of his his pretty fans, his, his pretty wife, whoever he's got out there. I live this shit 24-7, and once I get five days off of work and I don't have to be that, like, that normal nice guy that I usually am, I'm going to turn into a total dickhead, and we're going to see a war coming. I want to see what he's got. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's a fucking school fight, and I'm ready. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, I don't know, man. I work with great guys too here in Florida. I want to make a big shout out to Fusion Excel in Orlando. It's numerous guys I can name, but so many guys like my boy Leandro Issa. He's fighting in um on one FC, I think in like ten mm-hmm. days. Nice. Uh, my boy, my boy Lucas Alexander just got a call to the UFC. He's fighting at the Apex this Saturday. Check him out. He's fighting some other crazy Brazilian. I got guys. Nice. That, yeah, Nico Price is fighting my boy Phil Rowe. Um, Nico's the man. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I come from a gym that might be small. We literally have one bathroom and one fucking shower, and we shower outside in the hose. If you ever look at my Instagram, Joey Nuts, check me out. You'll see a bunch of dumbasses uh, just hosing off because we don't give a fuck, man. We, we, uh, down here in Florida, it's hot, and we do what, what we got, you know? And we don't have that many coaches. And that's one thing, like you were talking about, like experience wise. I have so much experience, and it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be. See, it, it, that's the one thing that I don't think uh, the people can see, and he can't account for. But I have to make that work in my favor. Is the experience mm-hmm. so he can trump that? I'm sure with youth, technique. But he's gonna have to out technique me. You know, I'm not gonna just slug it out with him. And when I do slug it out, it's gonna be intelligent. And if he falls, he falls, and I think he's gonna <laughs> fall. 
He's gonna. If he dies, he dies. Let's hope nobody dies. But you no. know, with that, <laughs> I just feel like he's gonna fucking. There's something he's gonna do, and it's not gonna go good for him. And then it's gonna be lights out, or I'm gonna go on a barrage. But we'll see. He's a good guy. I can't wait. Like like I said, the experience is gonna do a lot, and I can't wait. Let's see if he's gonna be able to put up with all his fans being there, chanting "Go Austin." Austin, go all that dumb shit. Well, we saying this, I like no, he does ass and all that. <laughs> Add a little pressure on him, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you want to sell yeah. out for your hometown, man. The so. pressure's on him. It doesn't matter if I lose or win. Everyone, it's his undefeated record, his reputation, his crowd, his state. This is me going into his territory. Let's see what he's got. Does he got the balls to back it up, or is he gonna fall and wilter under the pressure? We will see. Hey man, I'm looking forward to it. November 12th. Go ahead. It almost seems like uh, I'll be there. It it almost seems like you fall under the uh, ilk that it's almost a home field disadvantage being uh, the home fighter because it seems like you brought it up multiple times where the pressure, to your point, all these people asking for tickets, all these people asking what day, when, answering all the text messages, all the calls, trying to line up coaches and all that type of shit where you're just. Yeah. Your couple guys and your focus. Another and day at the office. In, man. You know? No coaches needed. And when I say that, if you check out all my fights, I used to have my my wife coach me. You know why? Because it costs money to bring your cornerman. You know why? Yeah. It costs money to get another room. Fuck that. I keep all the money and I go and I drive myself. I've driven to Mississippi, New Jersey with my car. Took my wife with me and put her in the corner and she learned how to corner MMA. <laughs> And, mo- and a lot of the times I would go into the opposing locker room and just grab a guy to get my hands wrapped, okay? So it's like I've been in this game long enough, and I've seen everybody. And uh, I can't wait to prove it all, though. I love you guys. I, I love Michigan, really. Like I said, my head coach is uh, graduated from Michigan State. He ran track over there. His dad played for the Cincinnati Bengals. His name is uh, Reggie Williams. is the football player, but my coach's name is Julian Williams. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. He's going to have to get some Florida heat and some athleticism to go against his little – All right. Well, you mentioned Florida. I got two more questions for you before I get out of here. Uh, Number one, you told me that that you're a wrestling guy, man. As all of you guys who are watching this know, we'll get to uh, our thoughts on extreme rules and all that once we uh, end things up here with the party. But with that being said, you know, you told me when you reached out to us that you was a wrestling guy too. So tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that caught your eye. Does that have anything into going into what you do going into yeah. fights, whether that's on the mic or Listen, anything like that? Tell me about that. Everything, yeah. Pro wrestling, I think, for me, is cool. I like it because I understand the art of it. It's acting mm-hmm. and athleticism. It's a lot more to go that goes into like kind of like playing a persona and being able to to like connect with a with the crowd you know it being a good guy or a bad guy people don't understand that there's a crazy weird connection you make with the crowd when they hate you or they love you and that's what i said i can't wait because the hate feels like love to me it's different i don't know why the hate feels like love to me i'm like ah natural heal man well i mean i'm at home yeah, I mean, you hear guys awesome. say it all the time, bro. If they're making a reaction, you know, when it comes to re- uh, when it comes to wrestling, whether it's a good reaction or a bad reaction, unless it's a real bad reaction, yeah. you're usually doing uh, you're usually doing something right. Who were uh, who were some of the standouts for you, bro? Who was uh, who was catching the eye? Listen, of, of course, on the mic there was the best guys of all time, like The Rock or like Stone Cold and Ric Flair and all these guys that had the what? best promos. 
I used to like Macho Man's promos, even though he was incoherent sometimes. He was crazy, but I like Macho Man. Thinking, thinking. Yeah, the cream, the, the, the cream of the mountain top, or whatever he did. Cream like, of the crop. There you go. Um, yeah. But I would. I I used to watch pro wrestling for talent and stuff. And the biggest thing I would watch it for is like uh, guys like Ultimo Dragon, uh, Yushin Liger. Uh, Ray Mysterio, of course, but he wasn't even one of my favorites. I used to like La Parka's thing. I like it. La Par- yeah. Like these are guys the out- out- outside yeah. names that I used to like technically for their like technical prowess, and that's what I look for more. Well, like, La Parka could just swing a chair and kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but I to, like Rob Van Dam. Like I used to watch ECW growing up. Nice like, yeah. payday. So Rob Van Dam, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. I love how the big man could do a backflip. Come on. <laughs> But I'm talking about guys that can do a freaking spinning back kick and do these cool moves. Even um Shawn Michaels, I loved. Uh come on. I don't know. A lot all those guys I love. The whole era, attitude era. Obviously, I grew up during that area. I was uh, era, I was a kid. But besides that, uh the whole like Japanese and Mexican wrestling scene was my favorite. The luchadors and the famous guys from um from japan some of them were some really underrated really good technical wrestling well that's good to know man for any of you guys who are new here make sure you hit that subscribe button i got something for you to watch when you get out of here you'll have to check out our chat with our guy ninja mac he was still in his full-on mask and everything man that dude's throwing (laughs) ninja kicks and it was a former uh wrestler like you it was nice to see him do blood sport which is ran by josh barnett which is, cool. you know, like kind of like a shoot work shoot in between them. And I saw I him like throw that. one of the sweetest fucking spinning back kicks that absolutely fucking crushed his opponent. Incredible. <laughs> that was fucking wow. sick. That made like all the highlight reels. It was insane. But uh, yeah, dude, wrestling's always got um, such a crossover. With that being said, you know, you being a fighter, what are your thoughts on uh, Ronda Rousey making the move over there? I've seen her. I don't think she's that great. Not going to lie. I like it. Long story short, right? A lot of the wrestling isn't that great nowadays, I feel like. Not Um, like when we were kids, sure. It's just, I'm not talking about the, I don't know how to put it. Look, I've tried to watch shows and get entertained, but like my favorite acts are like more like Bray Wyatt. Well, what do you think about his return? I got to check out his return. I've been, I, I keep seeing the clip like pop up and I'm like, it was dope, dude. Back to like, WWE. It's I, I just Bray Wyatt's dope though. That's why he probably puts a lot yeah. of. He was like, "Bitch, yeah. I'm gonna put. I need to put like. I need to have a say on what we're doing because you little stank ass hoes. You know. You know how it is. Here, You're under <laughs> well, I'll give you a little sneak preview since we're gonna be talking about Extreme Rules in a minute. Yeah, they pretty much, dude. It was insane. They had all the Firefly Funhouse uh, characters all throughout the crowd. So at different spots in the crowd, they're turning on the light and the pig sitting there. You turn on the light and the, and the buzzards over there. You turn on the light and the damn owls over there, whatever the hell the other thing is. And then the lights come back on again, and the old fiend mask is lit on, is all burnt up and charred, and Michael Colbell fell over the damn thing. And uh, <laughs> then he walks through, like, this forbidden door, like, like out the closet thing. So he looks more like the original Bray Wyatt, but he had a mask on over top of it. So I don't know if that means you're still going to see a alter ego like that or how that's going to play out. But we will get into extreme rules in a little bit. But since you mentioned Bray Wyatt, dude, do yourself a favor. Go look on Twitter and check that out. because Bray sick. Wyatt's dope. Like I said, one of the – and, you know, shout out to Sting when he did the whole Crow thing. 
I forgot that probably he's got still going first. today too. Still kicking, still Yo, doing. He, he is dope. I know that thing was played out, and they did some crazy shit on TNA. They made him like a Joker's thing. I'm like, listen, yeah. these guys are on coke or something over there. <laughs> I'm like, we gotta erase that from the memory and just leave the regular thing with the back coming down on WCW, whipping everyone's ass from from NWO. I love I love that time. He did uh, a great the job Scorpion Death Drop a day will do you well. Hey, man, we've kept you in here for quite a little while. Um, again, for anybody who's new to the uh, Joe the Party or any of that good stuff, let them know what they're in store for November 12th. Like I said, for any of you guys who are listening to this, I will be on the call. I don't know why Matt Friendo gave me another live mic again, but you need to be in the building <laughs> at the Hype Athletic Center in Dearborn Heights because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth because this time it's going to be me and Kenny Cross on the mic, so this should be interesting. It could be like Call of Duty Warzone just in front of a fight. <laughs> So uh, with that being said, let them know why they need to be in the building, man. Listen, come all, come watch this fight and this guy fall. My name is Joe the Party. I come from Florida, and I wrestle out of the mall. That's a poem I wrote for everyone because I train at a mall. But, yeah, please come check us out November 12th. I think it's called the Hype Arena. What's it called? Hype Athletic Center, yep. The Hype Athletic Center. Come check us out. Dearborn. Michigan, Dearborn Heights, I think you said. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go try to find the best Italian place around town and carb load the night before. You're going to see Mayhem. Roman Village. You're going to see Mayhem, loud music, beautiful women. Bring the kids. I don't know if it's kid-friendly. Is it kid-friendly? Oh, yeah, you'll be all right. Kid-friendly, bring your kids. We got security. We got cops at hand. (laughs) Uh, Drive safe. And please come check us out. Come check out all the war. uh, Check out Austin Fall. November 12th, and uh, please come boo me. <laughs> Let them know where to find you on the socials and all that shit. Uh, at Joey Starnuts. I had to start a new one because the party one got uh, hacked by some Russian idiots. So <laughs> now, so come check out my like porn name, Joey Starnuts. You know, one day <laughs> when I retire from this, I'll have to use my my uh my, my penis for other things out here so gotta make money somehow i love you all thank you so much for the opportunity the time uh your platform's amazing like i said i'm just there to compete i do this for my family november 12th come check us out dearborn michigan let's play you heard it. Uh, it's you. time to party November 12th, man. Let's go. I, I know Austin, but, man, you might have uh, just won over another fan <laughs> in the building, man. Uh, Talk him into the seats. The wrestling the wrestling yeah. 101, man. I can't wait to see it. Like, I, like Joe said, make sure you're here November 12th. We appreciate you, brother, man. Peace. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate Bye. the time, man. Bye, Bye guys. All right, Joe the Party, yeah, before yeah. we get on to Extreme <laughs> Rules, how are you guys feeling about uh, Joe the Party versus Austin Bashy on November 12th? Not only did he build up the anticipation for the fight itself, right? Like, he did a great job. There's been many times where we do this whole we've had the past guest and now we have the opponent type of thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like this has been the most successful one, man. He hit that thing right out the park. Yeah. He hit it over the – the Fenway wall, man. He's uh, <laughs> he really uh, put some work in there, man. Like I said, he might have earned himself a fan going into that night. I like Austin, but he he can talk a game, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Entertaining, to see right? That's what right? it's all about, man. Entertaining as hell. Talk us right into the seats. I'm with it, dude. Yeah, that should be Lived a great up fight. To the nickname, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, if any of you guys watching, let us know what you think of Joe the Party, and let us know if you're going to be at Lights Out, because like I said, all the tickets are on sale. Make sure you hit them links. Make sure you're in the building. Hype Athletic Center, it's going down. But you know what else was going down this weekend, gentlemen? Chris, man, you got good time because I know you're a wrestling guy, but you just missed out on Joe the Party, bro. You got to go back and check that out. If you guys are new here, make sure you hit subscribe button. If you look in the description, there is the interview with Austin in there as well. So like I said, there's still a lot to talk about. But what else was going down this damn weekend? You had Extreme Rules. You had GCW Fight Night and Mox versus Gage. And if Nick Gage loses, he had to retire. So we had a lot of shit going on this weekend with there being no fights. So, J-Bone, before we get in, what were your highlights uh, from Extreme Rules? Any of you guys who are watching, let us know what you thought of Extreme Rules. Because I got to tell you, from top to bottom, that shit was pretty badass. And the way they did the Bray Wyatt thing, dude, that shit was fucking amazing. That's all I'm going to say. But I want to hear what you think first. I don't know if we have enough time to go through the highlights for that pay-per-view, man. I think We were talking about it on the phone, me and you. This is technically, by technicality, the third pay-per-view under Triple H. SummerSlam, we won't count too much because it kind of took over right then, right? But in, in this three-month span, has these pay-per-views not been, like, off the hook? Like, top to bottom. And, like, keep in mind, we were talking about this last week, Kyle. This pay-per-view only had six matches, right? Six matches. Every single match had a story. Every single match had something worth watching for. You know what I mean? But there was the the brawling brutes and the six man tag, which was a banger. It opened the show. I thought it was freaking great. The ladder match with Bailey and and uh, Bianca Belair. You had Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. Everything had a story, all to be completely overshadowed by one man returning, <laughs> which was probably one of the better returns I think I've ever seen. I mean, we've seen a lot of returns. We watch watch a lot of wrestling, dude. But like, I, it'd take a while for me to rank that. But that's right up there, dude. That might have been one of the best returns that I've ever seen. And we'll get into it, I'm sure. But highlight I have highlight for that pay-per-view, dude. Great. Dude, job. and now the my, way they my question. Oh, sorry. Kyle, Go ahead. I, You're good. Go ahead. Delay. But uh, my question I wanted to pose to you guys, right? Because as a the outsider's perspective on this one, I did kind of enjoy the whole build-up to the – I guess unveil or whatever you want to call it, the return, the white rabbit. But uh, did you? Yeah, the whole white rabbit thing that led into where we, you know, were this over this past weekend. But really, my question boils down down to: Did you guys wish we would have seen him get into in ring action following this whole return and maybe take no. over a match or something like that? Or do no. you think that the no. way that it was played out was how you would like it? Well, no. I'll I'll take this one first and give you my thoughts on it as well. No, I don't. Um, for the simple fact that the fact that they of all people they could have had him come out to interrupt. So Seth Rollins loses in the fight pit, which I'll get into that too. But I really love the fact that they finished the match with a triangle choke. I thought that that was like I loved that with it being you know the MMA side of it. Um. You know, shout out to DC, him trying to throw around Riddle and uh, uh, Rollins a little bit. Um, But with that being said, no, I'm not mad at it at all because nobody knew for sure if it was going to be him. Everybody thought it was going to be him. But even if he does come back, I mean, when you really think about it, the way he left, there's so many loose ends, right? Because, like, he had the Alexa thing. 
where that's why she's been carrying the doll for however the fuck long. You've got, you know, or the route which they went. Seth Rollins is at an all-time low. And then who comes out? The guy that fought the Fiend last. You let's not forget that they had the Hell in a Cell match. And I just want to tell all you guys that's why you need to be following us at KO3C Pod because about 20 minutes before that, there is proof, and Darren McCarty confirmed it. I told y'all, motherfuckers, that he might be coming out towards Seth Rollins, even though I don't think Seth is his uh, objective. But just all the nods to all the different stuff, right? Like the fact that he came out with the mask on that reminds you of the fiend. But then when he takes the mask off, he looks like regular Bray Wyatt and he's got the lantern and all that. Like so many little details that were put into that. And the fact that the lights were the way they were and that it was kind of a drawn out thing, but it wasn't something that seemed like it went too long. And then Mm -hmm. like to have there be little things that kept happening throughout the night last night on raw, you know, they say that we're going to hear from Bray this Friday on SmackDown. You know, I don't know. As far as comebacks, like, I got to say, I legitimately, that shit was done about as well as I really think you could have done it. Like, to be honest, like, yeah. I uh, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it's going to be interesting because we still don't know, like, what his motive is coming back this time. We don't know if he wants championships. We don't know if he's got his own side projects that you want to go to. And again, to even go into your own point about like the lead up to get there and what that did, like, Mm -hmm. bro, that, that right there kind of tells you everything you kind of need to know because it's, we still don't know, which still leaves you kind of sitting there like shit. What, you know, like what's going to happen? Where are we going to go with this? Who's his target? You know, like that, that, that's good. To answer yeah. my own question, uh, I, I, did you get a chance to answer? Yeah, Jay. No, I was just gonna say we okay. we got yeah. left with more answers or more questions than answers, which is cool because yeah. we're prolonging the story, man. If they could find ways and implement ways to continue, because I mean the white rabbit's out of the out of the hat, right? We already know who it is, yeah. but now we're finding ways, and he hasn't even stepped in the ring, and we're finding ways to keep it going and keep it going. That way, when he does get in the ring, it's gonna be a very big deal. It may be what? What do you think, Kyle? Survivor Series probably will be Crown Jewel. Probably be Survivor Series. If I would guess honestly that it might be Crown Jewel because we already know that the Prince liked the Fiend before. True, so I guess especially he, with how he big of a comeback. Request, so <laughs> I, it doesn't mean he's got to be in the match, but I think, I think, unless they've got something specific already lined up that they want him to do, I wouldn't put it past that he's going to yeah. show up at uh, yeah. Crown Jewel. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think the timing couldn't have been perfect more perfect i think the way that they did uh at the end of the show and went off the air like that and it it had like that old school feel to you where you're like fuck yeah i don't i I don't now i now i have to watch it because i don't know i don't know who he wants to fight i don't know what his motives are i don't know where if he's going to be on smackdown i don't know if he's going to be on raw i don't know if he's going to be on both like the fact that there are all these questions and so many, and the fact that there's like the little things like Alexa bliss tweeting out, like, hello, old friend and all this shit. Yeah. There's so many little things so you can go to. Still. And that's, and yeah. that's what makes that shit um, so entertaining. Well, since we're so talking about that, you know, maybe we should kind of go a little bit out of order, at least as far as match orders. We talked about that. This was right after Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. J bone. What did you think about the fight pit? Oh, I loved it, dude. That was great. And I'm glad I'm glad it was the main event too, because I didn't, you know, I I totally forgot they take the ropes off for that. So like 
it would have to be the main event. Remember we were talking about Ronda and Liv being the main event, but dude, that went off great. DC at, at one point though, DC looked like he was having more fun than than being you know playing the role per se. He looked like he was just having a lot of fun out there, dude. There was one spot I think it was, was it Seth or was it Riddle? I can't remember. He kind of picked him up and threw him, and he, I don't know if he didn't realize he was that close to the cage. But dude, he like face planted into the. I can't. I want to say it was Riddle. Was it Riddle? It was Riddle. I'm like, damn, DC out there just showing his he, power. He basically, still, man. he just basically forearm Seth up against the cage and put his yeah, fucking yeah, weight against right. him. It's like, look, don't touch me again. Yeah, like just like he just threw him, dude. But no, that that uh that floating bro or whatever from the top was pretty gnarly, dude. I like that. That's a good the spot. floating bro, dude. I don't, I don't know, know how Seth Rollins' ribs aren't broken. Yeah, I don't know. Like the thud when he hit. But the way the camera dude, it looked like he was coming down far. Dude, not even just the height, like the thud when he hit him. I just like, ooh, that that fucking sucked. Like you heard it, just a big, thick, loud ass, just wham. And just like, ugh. Dude, you just looking at it like, oh, my God, that didn't sound very good. But, yeah, dude. As somebody who watches many combat sports, Kyle, I'm sure you can attest to it. You can tell the difference between when it's just like skin on skin smack until when it's like internal organ nice smack. You know, well, the like, whole ring in the cage all shook when he hit the yeah, the floor. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, that was he was coming down like a ton of bricks. Um, I liked it. I thought it was um, I thought it was cool to see uh DC. Uh, in there, I thought he did a good job. Uh, we're hearing rumors of you know maybe him and Brock or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, from I would you know, love to see it. You would get my eyeballs. Well, we've get already saw eyeballs. that before. It looks like it's going to happen now at Crown Jewel because you know on Raw last night Brock Lesnar returned and shows up and says hello, Bobby Lashley, and then just beats the dog piss out of him. Yeah, which opened the door for Seth to have quite the twenty four hours. He gets his ass beat in the fight pit. Choked out by Riddle, and then 24 hours later is your new US, U.S. champion, thanks to a little help from uh, Brock Lesnar. But, uh, yeah, dude, I uh, I liked how that played out. I get it how you live, bro. Championships yeah, right. make money. Hey, I don't worst, give a shit. Worst pay-per-view record of the year, but somehow still manages to win the title. Look, he's gonna, if he stays at this route, he might go out a champ. That's what I attested to. That's what I was attesting to when we were breaking down the fight to begin with is the fact that there's certain people that – outshine their win-loss record like yeah to to bring it over to my side the nate diaz i know he went out on the win and all but you know really he was just as big of a star whether he's winning and losing those fights throughout and you can attest to it here there's a reason why they wanted to put that belt on him winner winner lose throughout his last however many matches it doesn't matter as long as you're you have that fan draw behind you, which I feel like somebody. Well, and he's a proven winner too. Like Seth's won pretty much everything there is to be in there. So he could be on the back burner like he has for months and then be able to still get himself over even in losing. And and with that being said, that shows that right there, just in what you said, the ability, the ability to be able to do that shows not only how good Seth is, it also shows the longevity of his character because everybody knows at any given second, you can flip your fingers and then he can be right back in the, you know, the top of the thing. And at this point, he's already proven it doesn't matter. The opponent doesn't matter the size of the opponent. Like he's one of the money players for them. And it's, I yeah, mean, 
That, that being said, uh, how long of a title reign are we talking here, boys? For a U.S. championship? or I bet he takes it to the Rumble. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably the Rumble. The Rumble. Round, I'd say probably roughly. the Rumble. Depending on who's in play and what places. No, I mean, he could take it into WrestleMania because let's be honest, bro, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement with the world title pitcher between now and, uh, you know, WrestleMania, to be honest. I mean, I think most of us are of the same milk that we all think that it's going to be, you know, the Rock and Roman there. But with that being said, before you ever get there to the Rock and Roman, I mean, you've got uh, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns <laughs> in a few weeks here in Saudi Arabia. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. The uh, new champ. The new champ. Dude, if he was the one to take the belt <laughs> off of Logan Paul I, or off of fucking Roman Reigns after all this time, I would be mad as fuck. Oh. Would you? Would you be so salty? Because I mean, the only way I could ever see him winning, uh, period, is there better be a shit ton of like, like interference. Because if he beats he him straight been, up, he hasn't been active enough. Dude, right? let me so just like, tell you, it would be, if, it would if be somehow ridiculous. this fucking guy wins that title, you could take everything that Triple H has done and made this WWE awesome again and just shit on it. You just throw it all away, okay? Just, just let's he just not a even brown speak cherry it. on top of his awesome. Fucking Pretty much, let's just not even speak it into existence, right? Let's just not. I mean, we it. know some crazy shit happens in Saudi. Just ask the fiend when Goldberg beat him. Uh, like I said, Why I uh, old stuff. We're talking about Crown Jewel. I felt like I just needed to lay the context, but I don't. I don't want to see bad stuff. I don't want to see a redo of that either because I literally almost threw my fucking phone at the TV. Like, why the fuck did you do that? I still am saying, why the fuck did you do that? So uh, I'm I'm with you on that. But with that being said, J Bone, I'll let you take this one first, bro. I mean, honestly, I think you're right. I think it may have stolen match of the night. Although I think Fight Pit definitely could have been as well. Um. What did you think of Edge versus Finn Balor, the I Quit match? Um, I, I think that it started off slow, but boy, by you, by the time you got to the end of it and the way that match ended and all the different little story arcs that are out of it, especially with what we saw on Raw the next night, I mean, what uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the I Quit match? Dude, that was lovely. That was so good. I, honestly, when we talked about it last week, we were talking about who needs to win that match. We said Finn Balor needs to win that match. At that point in time, you think like, okay, Edge isn't going to say I quit. So how's he going to get him there? They had layers upon layers upon layers of story in that match, dude, building up. Because honestly, I didn't think I didn't think Beth was going to come out. That part got me. I mean, I get it. Obviously, what's going to make him quit? That's going to be it. I thought Ray Mysterio was going to have something to do with that. With Dominic, I thought Mysterio was going to be, you know, at risk of being injured or they're going to step on his neck or something like they would have did with Beth, but. Having his wife out there, dude, that just put the cherry on top. That was great storytelling within a match, dude. And that that was my match of the night, dude. So I love that match. So, Corey, so I can give you a little context, essentially what happened was him and Finn Balor were fighting through most of the match, and then, as expected, the Judgment Day came out. Well, there wasn't anybody to – Rey Mysterio came out to try to make the save for Edge, and then he got laid out by Dominic, and then – so Dominic's finally hit Ray, and uh, then you had uh, Edge is still kind of getting beat down, and who comes to the rescue but Beth Phoenix, and she is beating the shit out of everybody with a kendo stick. <laughs> and then her and uh, Rhea square off for a quick second, and then the, what they did to beat Edge is they held him by the arms while they were about to concerto Beth, so Beth is knocked out with her head on a chair, 
And they told him, if you don't say I quit, we're going to crush his head. And then as soon as he did, they crushed her head anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, the storytelling in it was wild, dude. The elements of it were wild. Like the kick to the nuts from, uh, you know, uh, the kick to the nuts. Yeah, dude. Like the little. Like the little elements, yeah. Storytelling wise, dude, that was uh, that was insane. I'm interested to see what we ne- see next. And I mean, I don't I know think- about you, J Bone, but dude, I got serious Eddie vibes right now. Yeah, dude, definitely. I don't know. We were talking about what the Judgment Day needed, and like, it, it was kind of getting stale. And I think that's what they really they really needed you to hate them. We need a reason to really, really dislike you. You know what I mean? And I think that they finally got there for me. Now I really feel like they matter especially heel wise you know what i mean and then okay of course you got what happened the following night with AJ. with right on aj you know we've seen that they've been trying to recruit aj forever and the good brothers now that's wild that's something to talk about you know we saw that on raw um last night that we had the return of the good brothers who are also one half of them is still your current never open weight champion in new japan and they came in to make the save for old Uncle Allen, AJ Styles, fucking coming down to the ring to come fight against the Judgment Day. Um, hell of a pop for them. And then, you know, uh, this is why you guys should be listening to Busted Open in the mornings if you're a wrestling fan. You know, we also have had a bunch of them on the show at this point between Dave and Ryan and all that good stuff. But with that being said, you know, something they were talking about this morning um, was very telling too you know they've been gone from wwe from five years for five years their last night there was in the barclays center putting down the dudleys so for them to wow. return at the barclays wow is uh is pretty cool in and of itself too so i agree i definitely am interested to see how this goes because we know that we're going to have a men's war games and a women's war game so we'll have to see how that plays out um what do you think about uh bianca and uh bailey in this one um I don't know, man. This isn't a slight on uh, damage control or anything because I like all the pieces of them. Like, I'm a fan of EO Sky. I'm a, fi- a fan of Dakota Kai. And I'm a really big fan of Bailey. I think Bailey is one of the best females in the world. And I mean, definitely, obviously, one of the best wrestlers in WWE. But with that being said, I just don't think she needs a group because the group as a whole just doesn't, it just doesn't it's connect to me. Yeah, it just, I, they don't really seem to have the chemistry. Like, they're all good. Like, I'm not saying that they're not, like, it's because they're not good, but it just doesn't seem to mesh. Like, most factions, when you think about, like, the Horsemen or, like, Evolution or whatever the case, they all have kind of got, like, a mission statement. Like, we're kind of here to, you know, take over this or that or the other, but, like, you know, we don't really, there's really no reason for why they put them together, you know? So, I don't know. Um, I thought Bailey and uh, Bianca had a hell of a match. Um, Bianca retaining the title. I'm not mad at at all, but I, for one, don't know how much longer we're going to see damage control just because it just seems to me like they're not getting over like that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think you're right. And this goes back to the judgment day thing. Like they haven't done anything to make me think they matter. You know what I mean? Like you're not doing run-ins for her to win consistently. You didn't cause anything for her to win the title last night. So it's just like, yeah, let's face it, dude. She's a superstar. She's going to be, she's one of the better female wrestlers out there. So not any, not saying anything bad about damage control, but like you said, they're just, they're just not up to par with her. Maybe that's the wrong pieces. Maybe, maybe a faction will do, 
but maybe it's just not. But I, I think it's got more to do with like there was never like a explained reason why they came right. back. Like you know, right. all you hear ba- all you hear Bailey say in interviews is like, "Oh, I, I, damage control got put together because I thought that Io Shirai and uh, you know Dakota were severely overlooked, which they are. Yeah. But like, okay, so they got the tag titles. They're on TV every week, but it just doesn't seem like the fans seem to give a fuck. Like. Yeah, especially yeah. there in Brooklyn, they really didn't seem to give a shit when they were out there. Like they were all almost silent, yeah. You know when they were out there. So, yeah, that's the worst uh, reaction you can get, right? Yeah. And for having somebody like Bailey out there, that's why I say I don't know if it's just a group or what the case is, maybe. But all I know is that you definitely aren't seeing, you know, like the fans like getting all over it. Like what we saw in the same thing with uh the DX reunion on Raw. Um what uh what did you think uh what did you think about the title change we had on the women's side on SmackDown though? I mean, I think most of us kind of thought that Ronda Rousey was going to beat Liv in this one. Um I don't know what the fuck that was that they used to try to say that she choked her out with like that yeah, really makes sense. A little, uh, a little sketchy for me. That but... didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but um, no. um, yeah, that did that didn't make a lot of sense. But I think Ronda being the champion makes all the sense. Um, not not shitting on Liv by any means because clearly the crowd loves her. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I think Extreme Rules gave you like the believability enough to like look at Liv and be like, you know what, Liv could win because she's got the the weapons. But yeah. At the same time, with no rules and somebody in there like Ronda Rousey, I think Ronda Rousey was supposed to kick her ass. I mean, with the match rules laid out the way they were, right? We had discussed it when kind of breaking down the pay-per-view last week that that's the direction it should have went, right? Like, lock these two up with no actual rules and Ronda Rousey's going to win 99% of the time, right? But that being said, I... We hear it from people all the time, right? Like, I mean, the party was just talking about it earlier, right? How Ronda Rousey, to him at least, has been a flop in wrestling. And it seems like a lot of people feel that not necessarily she's been a flop, but her wrestling skills haven't necessarily improved. And that she's kind of plateaued. But the thing is, she keeps getting all these title, not only opportunities, she keeps getting like straight up, the title like whether she loses it to other people or whatever the case be she's right back in it right back at the top as wrestling fans yourself right i know kyle more so you probably judge her based upon her uh fighting days more so but do you think she's over respected in wwe with all these shots and stuff she's getting with like not necessarily improving her skills and stuff or to the fact where a lot of it seems like every time she gets brought up in general conversation, somebody's like, yeah, she, I mean, she's fine, you know, but I feel like for the person that you're constantly bringing towards the top, they should be more than just fine at what they're doing currently, whether they were great before we're talking current, you know? Yeah. Javon, I'll let you take that one first. What do you think about that? Okay. Like I'm not the biggest fan of her wrestling, but there's no way that I'm going to believe that she's going to lose to these women. I mean, let's just face it. Ronda Rousey, at one point, the baddest woman on the planet, right? You're not going to put her in a ring and make her get beat up by 
I don't know, any name, it doesn't even matter. It's not yeah. believable, right? That's like a uh, perfect example. Brock Lesnar doesn't need to be nowhere near the title, but you know anytime he steps in the ring, he's a badass, mm-hmm. and he's going to kick somebody's ass. That's believable because of who he is in his past. I think the same thing goes for Ronda. Yeah, we put her towards the title, but where else are you going to put her? You can't put she, her back down no, the she, card, dude. She, you can't put her at, at, at the at the beginning of the Especially line. Especially not with what no, they're valid, paying her. She's going to kick everybody's ass. Yeah, valid answer. That's that's why yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think that's well, and I don't want to say they put themselves in a hole with it, but you really can't do much else with it. You're not going to make me believe that she's going to get beat up by anybody. Even so here, Nia Jackson going to come back and kick her ass. You know what so I mean? So here's like, here's my thoughts on it, right? Like a lot of people, I I've heard what you say, but I disagree. In the her wrestling hasn't gotten better. I really disagree with that because the way right. that Ronda is able to sell now, where in the beginning it just seemed like she kind of walked through everything and uh all that stuff kind of like lily just did but uh with that being said uh you know with with ronda though people say that she hasn't gotten better i i disagree in the ring i feel like she's doing fine i don't think her in the ring was ever really the problem i think all we've really learned is what i've said since the beginning and that's that ronda doesn't need to be cutting these big long promos ronda needs to be short get in make the point i'm gonna fuck you up and that be the end of it like, you know, if anything, if you really want to start doing another layer, give her somebody like Paul Heyman or something to talk for her. But yeah. I don't think somebody like Ronda Rousey needs to be, um, you know, you know, needs to be, uh, you know, moved back down the card. Because then again, like like J-Bone said, I mean, everyone that really knows what's going on knows at this point her background with the UFC and mm-hmm. all those things. So, like, you Absolutely. can't. You can't just put her back down. Now, what what I would like to see, mm-hmm. you know, what I would like to see with it. Okay, you want to talk about, um, you know, faction type shit. I've said it for a while, ever since we saw, you know, that thing between Shayna and Ronda. You know, let them be a team and just beat the fuck out of everybody and win the tag titles. Like, yeah. I would love to see that. I would love to see those two as a tag team. Because name one team that you could put together on the WWE roster right now that beats them. True. I mean, and it, that's why I pose the question is because, like, I feel like there's definitely arguments on each side, right? And I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on said topic. But uh, that being said, I just feel like she doesn't – my critique on her in-ring wrestling, because I agree with the out – the out of ring, the mic stuff and all that type of stuff. But that's, that's you either got it or you don't. And to your point, you can bring in a mouthpiece. That's, that's not the end of the world. If anything, it worked really well in the past for a lot of people. But that being said, my whole thing is I feel like she doesn't risk the biscuit enough. If you get what I mean, she goes in there and yeah, she may be improving on not looking so stiff and stuff like that, but she doesn't like, do these showcase moves where it's like, damn, I can't believe she was willing to risk the biscuit on that one. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like the same, like, oh, I've got her in this chokehold and there's no way she should be able to get out because my jujitsu and my judo skills and stuff like that. I feel like she's already granted with the background she has. And that's why she's so respected. She should play into her background a little bit. But I feel like she also needs to evolve her game, maybe not be some high flyer or something like that, but just go for some more riskier maneuvers, stuff that really catches the eye for the outside viewer. 
Okay, so let me ask you this, though. Here's the thing, though. To me, it doesn't make sense for somebody like her to be doing all the top rope stuff because, to me, everybody knows that anyone that knows anything knows that her game is that she wants to fucking armbar you. Like, I don't think... I don't think she needs to be doing a bunch of the well, flying stuff because that's what about, not. What about the old like Kurt Angle approach, right? Where she just fucking picks up and fucking suplexes the shit out of. Everybody that's fine. That's fine. Now. But that like... goes along with. But that goes along with her character, right? Like yeah. I've heard the comparison a lot of times. Like really, she's the female or, Brock Lesnar. So or, yeah, that's again, why. Like or pick up some cool like Triple H style finisher where you like you know pick them up and you load them up and then you drop them you well know, she's like, got the piper's pit she's got yeah. the piper's pit what and she gave her been... like a uh what if you gave her like a gimmick like a like you know triple h's got the sledgehammer what if you give ronda something like a i don't think you give her a weapon though because it's like she doesn't some, need a weapon add some but that's seasoning that's, to her you know what i mean that's where i feel I can, like you can you can play more into the strength and the physicality of her and stuff and i feel like if that's the role she's going to play where she's to your point kyle running through these girls and you put her in this tag team and she's going to run through it you know like all right cool now let me see you fucking slam the shit out you know not really but you know just I, that's my critique on the evolution of her game is i feel like she just doesn't go for anything beyond i want to see ronda in the fight pit that's what i was gonna say maybe they. i want to i want to see ronda in the fight pit and you know what like we talked about brock lesnar and bobby lashley i want to see brock lesnar and bobby lashley in the fucking fight pit yeah bring dc's ass back and let him be the referee and let them two big motherfuckers fight underground man let's do a whole episode monday night they totally ripped that off of blood sport i don't give a fuck what anybody says they totally they totally ripped that off and if you say if you say they aren't you're fucking lying you're a fucking liar if you say that you don't think that they they got that off Bloodsport. Now go Somebody look at Bloodsport and see how long before they were doing that, and then yeah. look at that and tell Somebody me. Somebody was out there not. watching, like, "Hey, that looks cool. Let's do that." <laughs> like I said, ooh, I feel. Like I, I saw this watch. movie Bloodsport the other day. Let's make Raw Underground look like that. Right. <laughs> I feel like I keep pointing to uh, last week's show for all those people that may have missed last week's show, but yet Hit again, the subscribe point- button. That that point was made last week where I feel like WWE especially has done a great job of surveilling the landscape, seeing what they feel as though they could do a great job with, and then adding their production and their talent to it. You know, so yeah. hey, at yeah. the very least, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what we're gonna get out of uh now that we're out of extreme rules, you know, we had the season premieres of Raw and SmackDown, and we saw the first taste of the new uh commentary teams. They said on the pay-per-view that now on all pay-per-views are going to be called by Corey Graves and Michael Cole. That was dope. Um, I thought honestly, I said it here on the air. I didn't know what I was gonna think of Kevin Patrick being with uh Corey Graves. I didn't mind it. I really didn't. I really didn't mind it. Like he wasn't. He wasn't bad. I feel like he had some good things. Corey and him seem to have uh, a lot of chemistry. I like Wade Barrett and Michael Cole on SmackDown. They've got a hell of a dynamic. So I'm gonna have to watch SmackDown tonight and see how I like Booker T. Five time WCW champion. Make sure you go check out that in your past episodes. Him and his brother Stevie Ray are both past guests of this show. Uh, but with that being said. Uh, I'm going to have to go and check that out. But before I get out of here, there's one other thing we got to talk about. GCW Fight Club. It was 
either win or go home for Nick Gage. It was him versus John Moxley for the GCW title. If Nick Gage loses, he's got to retire. Um, J Bone, have you saw the fallout from this? What did you think of this? Um, I like the fact that since Mox is with AEW, you know that Stokely Hathaway yeah. and Big Cash showed up to kind of fuck him over. I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of cool because at least it gives you more ammo for when he goes back to AEW. But uh, what'd you think of Mox versus Gage, real quick? Dude, that was great. I love, man, I love Nick Gage, dude. I honestly, though, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I thought he was going to lose that match. Can I help you? Hello, go away. Bye-bye. I thought he was going to lose that match. to throw up the MDKs real quick. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to lose that, man, but. I did, too, man. but, I mean, then I thought about it. Like, it just it sucks. Like, I wish that the timing, it wouldn't have had to go out that, like, uh, AEW is really only wanting their guys to work with, like, their partners at this yeah. point. Yeah. So like, I really wish that wouldn't have come out because so, it's almost Kyle, like, well, you probably, you probably know yeah. a little more about this than I do. So, so Mox just signed a new contract with AEW, correct? So is that maybe the reason why he's dropping the title so he could? Well, that's that what I'm saying. Here. Tony okay. Khan and them basically came straight out and said that they really only are going to want their guys to work yeah. with their partners. So that means like New Japan. That means, uh, like you know, they work a little bit with Defy. Uh, yep. You know, things like that. So much less. Here's another thing to think about. Nick Gage just beat the AEW world champion. Yeah. Yeah. With a little help, of course. Doesn't but matter. A win's a win. A win is you a know win. That we're talking about pro wrestling right now. They don't give a fuck. You got pinned. Yeah. He's got the belt. You don't got the belt. Just now, do you, think that, uh, do you think that MJF comes around and says anything about him sending those guys to GCW? Oh, they got to they gotta address it. I mean, especially since they revealed that it was Stokely Hathaway and fucking uh, Cass. You have to. I mean, otherwise, why the hell else did you bring them out there? Right. Yeah. Like, there's, re- there's no other reason it. to bring Again, I say this all the time. Stories are what makes wrestling great. Um, yeah, that you had that. You had the return of Leo Rush. Um, Leo Rush gets a dub on both nights of uh, GCW Fight Club. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, GCW is coming back to Harpo's in this motherfucker on the 23rd, and I uh, Birdie tells me that Uncle Chase will be in Harpo's, so we will probably be in the building for uh, GCW. Again, uh, shout-out to Joe, the party, Penafiel. Uh, appreciate the time. It was a good time, November 12th. Hype Athletic Center, lights out, bang, bang, shout out Bulletproof Troop. Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to fight night. Um, Hell yeah. I don't know. Y'all got anything uh, Anything else for the fine people? I'm not sure if we're going to have a show on Thursday yet, so all the more reason you got to hit the, that subscribe button so you can know what's uh, coming because well, one, if one little snippet before we get out of here. I just want to note this. Mm-hmm. That clip for Bray Wyatt's return as of tonight been up for 48 hours on WWE's YouTube 2.8 million views and just they said I saw a stat that said a combined number of like over 7 million 700,000 people that's including that's including their Twitter Instagram and TikToks yeah that's an incredible number dude but nobody cares about WWE right exactly we care about Triple H and WWE damn it if we are uh, closing and not having a Thursday episode, one thing I did kind of plan on bringing up Thursday 
was uh, the return of Deontay Wilder this weekend. I wanted to uh, know, have you been keeping up on this at all? And what's your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I've been looking at it. I like the fact that Caleb plants on that card as well. Me too. Um, Helanius is Helanius is a big dude. I mean, anybody can get knocked out at heavyweight, but I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I just kind of think this is a fight to see if Deontay Wilder can do what he's supposed to do. I think Deontay Wilder is supposed to knock him out, but if yeah. he, but if he doesn't, you know, I feel like it's going to be a real big problem uh, for Deontay Wilder. I mean, I don't think his chin's gone by any means, but uh, I would say that he's got to win this fight in spectacular fashion. No, he definitely took a, a substantial time off between the uh, last loss with mm-hmm. with the Fury fight. I think he, he definitely allowed, you know, enough time. If there was any questions about his chin, I think that that should be resolved with the time that was, you know, taken in between. But that being said, I like his new approach. I like the fact that he's, you know, kind of cross training all over the place. I, I had mentioned on the show in the past, the UFCPI thing. I know I'll be paying attention and uh, we'll see if the uh, Browns bombers are uh, able to get it done come this weekend. So. I don't know, man. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what we see from the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder bomb squad. But with that being said, ring the bell. Hell yeah, that means it's time to get the fuck out of here. Shout out again to our sponsors at Michigan's Finest. Check them out, mi-finest.com. Use the code KO3MF. Get you 10% off all your shit. Now that does exclude featured items and items that are already on price. But make sure you go do all that. Check out the homies at G3 Payroll Tax and Accounting. Tell them we sent you. And uh, like I said, you might want to stay tuned and hit that subscribe button because I don't know. I heard somebody who's fighting in the UFC next weekend might be on here. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Peace.